Hey, hey, it's the PHNX Cardinals podcast live on a Friday afternoon. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. This is your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five star wherever you get your podcast. Bob been off for a hot minute. A lot going on with this team ahead of their pivotal matchup in week eight against the Minnesota Vikings. And you were live at practice today. Who's in and who's out for the Redbirds? Yeah, James Conner is out. Eno season continues along with spooky season and continuing spooky season. Two key members of the Arizona Cardinals are officially questionable, both with back injuries. Byron Murphy, cornerback, a guy who's been shutting down opposing wide receiver ones all season long. And then DJ Humphreys trying to slow down that pass rush from the Minnesota Vikings to Darius Smith. Daniil Hunter, if you have to go without DJ Humphreys, that's the scariest thing that's going to happen all spooky season. Tyler finally made it on to a live time. Go Cards. What's up, Tyler? Welcome. Welcome, my man. Thanks for coming to hang out with us. Crack a brewski on a Friday afternoon. We've got our four peaks on tap. And, you know, I texted Bo yesterday when Rodney Hudson wasn't practicing, practicing <laughs> yesterday, and I said, is Rodney Hudson, with all due respect, on the field for football, just a big turd at this point? Like, <laughs> is this going to go down as, and I know you and Howard talked about it yesterday on the audio-only podcast, check that out. Is this going to go down as is one of the worst moves of the Kime era in recent memory? Because at this point, you know, I talked to Howard last week, Rodney's got a knee, and it doesn't look like it's getting better. No, it, it doesn't sound good. I mean, it's he's been a guy that's kind of shown up in a limited capacity, but for the most part has been unavailable. And he's had a wanky knee since, you know, he was contemplating retirement back in July. Yeah. And then you think, okay, we can get him back. And, and then he's going to be, you know, that steady, you know, calming part of this offensive line where he, he's been kind of put this offensive line in flux for the most part. I mean, it's been that interior of the offensive line that's been kind of the, the, uh, the 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 point of most frustration for the Arizona yeah. Cardinals. Uh, I, I like what we saw from one week. Billy Price, obviously, you know, I'll see a few Bengals fans enter my mentions anytime I say something complimentary of Billy Price, and of course, Giants fans. Uh, enter, hopefully, they're they're more concerned with them being a one loss team at this point and, and focus on their own squad. But they always like to say, "Oh, Billy Price sucks." But I was encouraged by Billy Price outside of the one red zone bad snap that he had. You, you know, Cliff said he was stout, and I think that this team has pretty solid expectations for him in, in week two, starting at the center position. Well, now you also have to, like, contextualize it. Like, Rodney Hudson was not the Rodney Hudson of the Raiders and the Chiefs since he's been yeah. here. I know they were good with him last year, but I almost think that was an intellectual factor. Like, he is so smart and so savvy, pre-snap yeah. at the line of scrimmage. But, like, in terms of his play, like, when was the last time we have seen – Pro Bowl level Rodney Hudson go out and just drive people downfield like Kyler Tyler Lindenbaum last night for the Ravens. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think the drop off is significant from pre snap, but I mean, it's like apples and oranges watching their play. I mean, Rodney was not good when he played this year. Now, he may be hampered because his body's failing him. That's probably what's going on, but I'm with you. I, I think Billy Price for the rest of the season looks like that's where this is going to trend to. It's just mm -hmm. dicey because then you've got. A backup at left guard and Cody Ford, who has started before. Billy Price is technically a backup, was unsigned until the Cardinals plucked him off the street. And then Will Hernandez, we'll see how he finishes. I think the interior is something to watch for. I also think 
right now, DJ Humphreys at left tackle returned to practice bow, but that does that mean yeah. he's a lock to start on Sunday? Yeah, he's questionable. Uh, and, and, you know, backs are something that is, are pretty unpredictable. And if something flares up, you know, making the trek from Phoenix to, to Minneapolis, you know, you could be in trouble. Same thing goes for Byron Murphy. So, you know, you're trying to slow down this pass rush. It's got what, you know, five and a half sacks from Zedarius, three and a half sacks from Daniil, uh, quarterback pressures all over the place. You, you need to be stout at the, the tackle position where yeah. left tackle, they've been sound with DJ Humphreys. We haven't mm-hmm. said his name. That's a great thing as far as offensive linemen go. He's been penalized a few times, I think five penalties against Hump, but, you know, he hasn't given up a sack at the left. He was, he's been a steady, you know, blindside protector for Kyler Murray. And then you got in the same can't be said on the other side with the right tackle position with Calvin Beach and penalized four times and he's given up four sacks. So he's been a, a big point of frustration for this Arizona Cardinals team. But I think he made a good point there with Rodney Hudson. Like intellectually, as far as, you know, nobody watched and consumes more film than Rodney Hudson, according to Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. And, you know, what he's done pre-snap and setting up the offense and making adjustments, that's that's pretty invaluable, right? But then as far as protection, as far as snapping the football, as far as, like, in play, uh, how he's, you know, performed at his position, you know, I think Billy Price, from what we've seen in, in very small sample size, is pretty similar, if not better, right? I, I think, and then yeah. and then you've got, like, the, the lowest tier of that. Like, you, you see guys... Uh, before they acquired Rodney Hudson, what the center position used to look like, where guys just couldn't compete with Sean right. Harlow. So at least they have a, a solid, you know, option B and, and maybe something to move forward with in the future in Billy Price because he was a first round talent. And, and you can you can see all the things that people have pegged him already in his early NFL career, but he was a first round talent, played Big Ten football. That's where big offensive linemen usually come from, you know, Ohio State's, Michigan's. And, uh, you know, Billy Price, if, if with the right tutelage under a guy like Sean Kugler, who knows? Maybe the guy can become another a starting caliber center in this in the NFL. And, and it starts, you know, potentially here in week two. You worry about too much change too fast with the Cardinals offensive line. If Josh Jones is forced to step in for DJ Humphreys, I think we both are cautiously optimistic. Humphreys returning back to practice today that he sh- could potentially go on Sunday morning against the Vikings. But if, if you need kind of a saving grace, you watch Josh Jones and Kelvin Beecham go against mm-hmm. that vaunted pass rush for the Cowboys last year, do a phenomenal job. Josh Jones is a starter in, waiting in the wings, waiting to happen. It'll probably be for Kelvin Beecham once he departs in the offseason. So I feel good about that in a singular game. I just don't want this to become a rotation of, of new guys every week. But, I mean, the yeah. Cardinals are dealing with it, so is everybody else. So we move to the running back position. James Conner, after practicing Bo for much of the week, is out now. So I don't know mm-hmm. if he re-aggravated his ribs. We've got somebody in the chat, Calvin, saying, Hey, Bo, great to see you again. Got any insight on how long Conner will be out? We all thought this was a minor injury, and it looks like it's anything but at this point. Yeah, Calvin, I mean, what Cliff Kingsbury told us, he, he didn't say it directly. Was it a setback or not? But it was definitely situation where he just can't go on Sunday with that rib injury, but they're, they're looking at it as a week to week injury. So, you know, as far as long-term, I don't think it's something that they view as an IR. They have never viewed as an IR situation. And, and Cliff says they're going to shut him down. And then the hopes are that he can go in week nine against the Seattle Seahawks uh, in that, that uh, hopefully redemption game against Seattle after they kind of shut down the Cardinals offense a couple weeks ago. So James Conner just sounds like, you know, it's the status quo for the last three weeks with him where he's he's close, but just not well enough to go. 
And, and that means, you know, Benjamin, you know, coming off probably his best game of his career, right? Thursday yeah. night football. I don't think there's any mm-hmm. question about that. 92 yards over hundred yards from scrimmage and a touchdown uh, and also pick it up pretty well in pass pro. Uh, you have to be excited about some more opportunities for Eno and, and Daryl Williams is day to day in a game time decision coming back from a knee injury Probably going to be what we saw last week, Eno, Keontae Ingram. Well, the Vikings give up the most uh, yards per play of the NFL. Six yards per play. They're susceptible to the pass and the run. Um, and I don't think they've played an offense when the Cardinals are humming as potent as the Cardinals offense outside of Philadelphia, which happens to be their one loss. And I'm with you. You know, the Cardinals made a lot of investments in the offseason with older players. And we're seeing what happens. Rodney Hudson, they doubled down with Justin Pugh. They brought back Zach Ertz. They brought back James Conner. And it's like some of these guys, number one, were available for a reason. And as you get older, you know, your body starts to break down and it's expensive. We've seen that with Watt in his two years with the Cardinals battling his injuries. And I think, you know, you're watching Tampa Bay, right, which is the epitome of old and slow right now, lose to Baltimore. And I'm watching Leonard Fournette. I said this to Shane on PHNX Bets earlier today, and I'm watching somebody like Rashad White. And it's not even close, the explosiveness. And I feel the same way watching Neil Benjamin. That's not a knock on James Conner. And I think Conner has a role, certainly, when he comes back, especially short yardage in the goal line. But, you know, 20 yards to 20 yards, I think, is a more well-rounded Chase Edmonds at this point. He's much more physical. You look at the run he had on third and eight last week and the touchdown and the two-point conversion. I mean, he, he is much more physical, Bo, than I think people give him credit for. I mean, look at the play. It was before the two-point conversion. It was it was the play where DeAndre Hopkins drew the holding penalty. It was the play right before Eno punched it in. He yeah. was blowing up Marcus Davenport, who's 6'6", 260. And, and Eno is 5'7", 200, 205 pounds. It, it's it's just, yes, he is a lot fit, more physical than, than people give him credit for. And, uh, he, you know, Chase Edmonds, you wish you could, like, I'm sure Mike McDaniel wish he could get this production from Chase Edmonds at this point. Uh, it's a young man's position. It just really is. is. I mean, and at any given point in your career, the shelf life is so short for these running backs at the NFL level that you have it one day and then the next, you're you're Todd Gurley and you're out of the league after leading the league in touchdowns like a season previous to that. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, So, you know, that's why it's head scratching. I mean, you've now seen Steve Keim hand out two pretty big contracts to running backs in his tenure, David Johnson and now... James Conner, that's 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 the cautionary tale, right? So, I mean, the 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 half glad the half full outlook on this is like James Conner just gets well, right? And then maybe by week eight or week nine, week ten, he can find his has fresh legs and go bruise a couple guys and be the James Conner that we saw a little bit of last year with eight eighteen total touchdowns. Yeah, you know, uh, twelve targets in the passing game the last three weeks, he's caught ten of them. Um, so you're not seeing a drop off in the passing game, and that's what Chase did so well. And I, I just feel like you're in a good spot with Eno from week to week. What do you see from Keontae Ingram that this team can lean on? Yeah, I mean, as, as far as what Cliff he said today, like they they felt like Keontae's been ready and waiting in the wings even before he got his true opportunity on Thursday Night Football. Like he's been a guy that they knew, you know, once the, the I guess the dominoes fell to get him active on game days and up the depth chart that they weren't going to miss a beat. And they were excited what they were going to be able to see from Keontae Ingram. And you see right. that, like the cutback he made on that pass and catch uh, it w- it was unreal. And then what he's able to do is kind of between the tackles, something that I don't feel they have outside of James Conner 
that that's pretty valuable at this point when they're down as many backs as they are. So, you know, that's that's got to be exciting for to have two young backs with not a whole lot of mileage on them. Cliff Kingsbury able to kind of dial it up. And to your point, I mean, as far as uh, Eno catching the ball, right, as you said, catching 10 of the 12 targets and then Greg Dortch, we know the numbers there. I mean, he's he's been targeted, what, somewhere around 25 times and he's hauled in about 23 targets. You know that the ball goes up with DeAndre Hopkins and it's not going to hit the turf. Kyler Murray has struggled since the end of last year without DeAndre Hopkins in the red zone completing passes. I think he was yeah. like five for 18 or something going into week seven in inside the 10 when you have guys that are sure-handed as those guys and you can get them up in, in open situations that's just going to help his completion percentage in the red zone and it's going to help him dial up some touchdowns in the red zone we're going to talk about who's got the d hop assignment why they could be uh into some humble pie this weekend but we're also going to talk about dabbling on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So we've got Suns action we've got coyotes we've got same game parlays and right now new customers can make a bet of any $5 NBA money line and get $200 back if your team wins. You can also boost your winnings, as I mentioned, 100% on the step-up same game parlays Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Tons of football coming at you on DraftKings. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. My DraftKings pick of the week. We're going to get to our you know actual picks for this game here in a little bit, but it's going to be the over for longest rush in this game for Kyler Murray right now on DraftKings. You can get this, I think, almost at even money. Kyler Murray over 12 and a half longest rushing yard. I, I see him on a zone read with Eno Benjamin, read option on the perimeter, taken off against this Viking defense. A lot of ex-Cardinals on this Viking defense. Jordan Hicks, Patrick Peterson, not what they once were uh, with the foot speed bow. Yeah, that sounds like a first drive. You could potentially cash that bet. That sounds like a good yes. one to me. You know what also sounds great is the Yotes Inagro home game tonight at Mullen Arena and our watch party, tailgate watch party going on with the PHNX Coyotes crew at Four Peaks. You can uh, enter to enjoy, or you can hang out. It's free to enter. You got $3 beer specials. You can watch on the 20-foot jumbo screen, and you can register through the link in our show notes. There's still time there. Also, hook yourself up with some discounted beer, 15 bucks for a 24-pack. You can't find that deal anywhere. No no convenience store, no fries, no Safeway, no bashes. Deal is going to get you $15 for 24 beers. It's going on this Saturday at Four Peaks, the Wilson Tasting Room, in Tempe there, Wilson Street in Tempe, 9 to 1. So 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., go over there, get your 24-pack for 15 bucks. First 50 peeps are going to get this free Oktoberfest shirt that I'm wearing right now. It's pretty sweet. It's part of the drinking team. Oh, I want that T-shirt. Give me I one. Know. I know. Well, you got to be at the Four Peaks hang that we had on Wednesday. Maybe maybe I've got one for you. got to be 21 years or older, though, to enjoy that fall pack or any Four Peaks beer. you got to enjoy it responsibly as well. Mike, you're right, Peppy. Again, talking that garbage, talking that bullshit. That's where uh, segment number two comes in. It's our Vikings preview. And where do we start? Of course, it's with P2. And let me preface all this, Bull Brock, by saying I love Patrick Peterson. He belongs to not only the Ring of Honor, but hopefully the Hall of Fame one day. I root for him actively. But, man, he cannot stop talking about the Cardinals since he left Arizona. He's talking that shit on his podcast, All Things Covered, with uh, his cousin Bryant McFadden last week. Before the Vikings had a bye, Peterson had a bold prediction. He said, I am getting, quote, two interceptions on October 30th. He said on the podcast, 
you already know who we're playing. Well, that's going to be tough. He hasn't had a two-game interception since 2014, back when Todd <laughs> Bowles was his defensive coordinator. I love Pat P. He's having mm-hmm. actually a good year, a much better yeah. year. Um, but he's got the assignment of one DeAndre Hopkins, and so he's going to get opportunities. But if you remember last year at State Farm Stadium, he was left torched multiple times. I just, Pat P., I just, we need to, you just to stop talking. You're having a good year. Well, I don't know why he holds all this ill will against the Cardinals. Other teams could have signed him to robust contracts. You know what? You know what the league said? You're you're good enough for one year contracts right now. We're gonna give you, you get, one year contracts. Yeah, we get you get less like jilted X vibes from like Giselle and Tom. And that's like yeah. a fresh breakup. Like he's yeah. still he's still talking about his ex. It's it's really like at this point, you have those friends, you're like, dude, it's all like you guys broke up. How many years ago? Like, we don't yeah. need to hear about this any longer. It, it's it's long, long ago. Everybody made their mistakes. But at the same token, like, you, you're not holding yourself accountable and responsible for anything. Like, you asked for a trade in 2018, and, then, and he gets upset that this team, you know, he, he claims that they don't pay defensive players, but they've historically paid defensive players. Let's We got a super chat here, Redbirds224. Uh, said he just copped two PHNX cards. Tees. I need to make. Uh, maybe we're just effing better. Joint ASAP. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite shirts as well. Uh, JJ Watts' famous saying after they beat the crap out of the Browns without their head coach because he was out with COVID. Um, but yeah, I mean Patrick Peterson P two. I've called him P three before because he's petty Patrick Peterson. Uh, <laughs> I, I was I was ready to give him you know a little respect because he was. I was looking at his his game film. He looks a lot better. I think he's a product of their pass rush being so good, Johnny. I yeah. mean, it, it helps, you know, to, to our guy, Damian Anderson's point, like when you have guys getting quarterbacks off schedule, you have guys getting quarterbacks off their spot, flushing them out of pocket and, and making bad throws. Like Patrick Peterson is, is he's benefited from that quite a bit, but you know, quarterbacks completing around 50% against him. He's got the one pick. He's got what seven passes defense. It's like it's clearly his best uh, effort since 2018 the season he, he uh, wanted a trade and was one of the lone bright spots on the field for the Cardinals. Elon, we love you too, my man. Thank you for making our day by tuning in to PHNX Cardinals. We appreciate it. So I'm going to go through the quarterbacks that the Vikings have faced this season. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, because it's not great. Uh, they got no. Aaron Rodgers in week one. The Packers look like a shell of themselves. They have no wide receivers. That one was pretty obvious that, you know, it's, it's not going to go their way. That being the Packers. Um, they got the Vikings in week two, which was their lone loss in a non-competitive outing, or excuse me, they got the Eagles in a non-competitive outing, lost 24-7. Then they got to play uh, old Jared Goff, and they were losing the entire game to the Lions, came back in the final seconds, give you know Kirk Cousins credit, they won. Then the next week, I think they played a combination of Jameis and Andy Dalton, and they barely beat them by three points at the Superdome. Then they got Justin Fields and a Bears team that came roaring back, if you remember, and then had a receiver inexplicably give the ball to the Vikings defense. And then last week, the Vikings got to play uh, to his backup, to his backup. Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. Those are the opposing quarterbacks. Skyler. Yeah, old Skyler and uh, (laughs) our buddy Mike McDaniel and his Air Jordans, they they couldn't get it done. Um, The Vikings are a real team. They're going to win that division. They have played two legitimate quarterbacks this year, Aaron Rodgers, and what we've seen is a fraudulent Packer offense, and then they play Jalen Hurts, and they got their ass kicked. So Kyler Murray is a completely different animal, Bo. Mike Mears in the chat. Thank you for that $10 super chat, my man. Nine ninety nine. Go Cards. Cheers to you, my brother. 
Absolutely. We'll give our full game predictions. Do we think the Cardinals, the road dogs, can they pull off the upset? Can they truly prove this Vikings team to be fraudulent? Because, you know, as Johnny pointed out, just that week two disaster in Philadelphia where Kirk couldn't complete a pass. Justin Jefferson was bottled up. Uh, you know, can the Arizona Cardinals, can they put that type of effort on display on the road, 10 a.m. kickoff from Minneapolis, a place Cardinals haven't won in a minute, Johnny. This is absolutely insane to me. Uh, our guy Howard Baltzer has a, has a great article deep diving this. Uh, so many crazy stories. That, and like you go to State Farm Stadium and you look up the Ring of Honor and all the people you see really, uh, you, you can kind of find them in the Arizona Cardinals Ring of Honor, Dan Deardrove. Uh, Jim Hart, one of the greatest quarterbacks in Cardinals organization history. Uh, and, and the last time they beat this Vikings team in the state of Minnesota was 1977, uh, 45 years ago. I looked it up. A couple of things. Jimmy Carter is your president. Yeah. Star Wars, A New Hope just dropped in theaters. Oh, Eagles just that dropped. Makes, ho- that makes my heart warm right there. <laughs> Hotel California. Laverne okay. and Shirley, Happy Days and Three's Company were all smashing it on television. Yeah. And Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl and sweetness. Walter Payton was your NFL MVP. That was a long fucking time ago. They need oh, to man. end this thing. They're oh and they're oh for the last 10 trying to win a game on the road in Minnesota. All I have are bad memories of Jared Allen in that stadium just coming off the edge <laughs> and just manhandling the Cardinals. Thankfully yeah. he's gone. But yeah, they they John Randall. Can we just be honest? Like when they go to Minnesota, not only do they lose, they are they are not competitive. Now they've slayed some road demons here in the last 12 to 18 months since they've been on this fantastic road winning streak, if you will. So it, I, I like their chances. So does Vegas, by the way. This line did some research, and I, I mentioned this on an earlier pod. This line was at six and a half, seven points before DeAndre Hopkins came back. It's at three and a half now. Vegas has readjusted. It has stayed at three and a half the entire week, which that tells you if these two teams played on a neutral field, the home team always gets three points favored to them. This is a coin flip pick em game. The Vikings play close games. This should be no different. I expect the Cardinals both to be in this game into the fourth quarter. Whomever's going to make a bigger play. Kirk Cousins is a gamer only at 10 a.m. kickoff time. I wish this game so desperately was on primetime (laughs) Sunday night football, Monday night football. I'd feel much better about it, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But I listen, how do you not like their chances this week? And we're going to talk about our predictions here in a second, but just I'm looking at this Vikings team, Bo. If there's an area to exploit, in your opinion, what is it? Defensive secondary. I, I yeah. mean, as far as 26 against the pass, uh, and, and you mentioned, you know, they've, they've played a platter of ham sandwiches as far as quarterback and, and wide receiver combinations out there. They haven't played Patrick Mahomes and and his and Travis Kelsey and, and Derek Carr and Devontae Adams and yeah. Jalen Hurts and, and, and A.J. Brown. Like, they haven't faced those those guys. and you know, the Vikings have, they've gotten through it. And I think that this is one thing that Vegas is doing a good job in kind of uh, poking through is that, you know, trying to buck these trends and really looking at talent versus talent and yes. the direction that the Cardinals are going post, you know, Thursday night football and the return of Don, DeAndre Hopkins and a couple other things that are going their direction. And, you know, the Vikings kind of having a cupcake schedule, uh, I think that Vegas is is doing a good job in kind of deciphering that. Do you think the Cardinals miss Jordan Hicks? Jordan Hicks leads the team in tackles. Of course he does. He's a tackling machine. Mm -hmm. Two sacks, though, four passes Mm -hmm. defended, a pick this year, and a forced fumble. I mean, he's he's had a good start to his Vikings career. Um, 
I don't know. You, you see, you see, we we watch Jordan Hicks play uh, each and every week, and, and you know, like you you see the numbers there, but then you also just kind of see sometimes he gets beat and he can't kind of catch up with young NFL play playmakers and stuff like that. I, I just don't. We knew what we were going to get from Jordan Hicks. Would have been nice to have him on the defense, sure, but I just don't think he's like a, a true difference maker. He's nice, like he he gets tackles. He's a good middle linebacker. He's but no, I don't, I don't, you know, that, that was a, that was a relationship that soured once Zayvon Collins was drafted and Steve Kime anointed him, the starting middle linebacker really before he, he earned it. Uh, but no, I, I, it, it the, the, is he going to help you beat the chiefs? Is he going to help you beat the Rams? Uh, no. Does he help you beat the, the Eagles? I just don't think he does. Arizona animal. Very, very uh, poetic <laughs> here at holiday season. He runs like Frankenstein. You know what? <laughs> I think the Cardinals are are the best equipped that they ever have been going into this game to take advantage of the old slow players that Minnesota has on their defense. Mm-hmm. It's an older team. Like Justin yeah. Jefferson, Dalvin are the two of their younger players. Their defense is old. They have old pass rushers. They have an old back seven. They have old corners, inexperienced, um, or super experienced, but slow. I think with Eno, who's got fresh legs, Greg Dorch, Rondell Moore, if he can ever get the football in space down the field. Robbie Anderson, who's got legitimate 4-4 speed, and then Hopkins does what he wants any any day of the week. I think the Cardinals are, are set up for success in this game. We're going to get to our official predictions in a minute, but right now you can get on underdog fantasy and gamble on this game. I would take the over for many of your favorite Cardinal players. You can search in the App Store, click on the link in the show note, and guess what? Sign up with that promo code PHNX underdog will double your first deposit. Get this up to $100. I am taking the over officially on all things, Eno Benjamin. Now that I know James Connor is out, you should do the same. That's underdog fantasy promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today. My God, Eno Benjamin, higher, lower 52.5 rush yards, book it 80.5 rushing plus receiving yards. I think that's a, you know, you take that. I think he gets that or potentially just rushing the football. And then DeAndre Hopkins looking at higher, lower, 73 and a half receiving yards. I like it just like I liked last week's. And then I think Zach Ertz is 39 and a half receiving yards. This might be uh, giving you a little, little preview of our predictions here. But Zach Ertz, I kind of like Zach Ertz this week. 39 and a half receiving yards. I'll pound the higher on the underdog fantasy app on that one no doubt about it also let me tell you about uh more furniture fall sale talk about you know tis the season spooky season it's time for halloween but it's also time uh nearly thanksgiving holiday time you're gonna want people in your pad and you're gonna want it to look nice right more furniture is hooking you up with their fall sale they've got a hundred dollar gift card for every thousand dollars you spend you can find it morefurniture.com you can check out their showroom or just online morfurniture.com I'm going to pull an audible here. So before I'm going to put our predictions on hold for a second, because I feel like okay. I've been cheated. I've been out last two days um, and we haven't got to talk to the, the trade market. I missed the trade of Robert Quinn on Wednesday. And now we're hearing Bradley Chubb potentially could be available. If the Denver Broncos and our friends at DMVR take the L in London, we don't root for losses, but wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. You know, things are up in the air with Deron Payne. We've got JP in the chat saying Gamble said probably not Chubb. Still holding out hope for Deron Payne. So, all right, Bo, we're sitting here. We're, we're probably going to do a draft or draft a trade deadline special early next week. Like, mm-hmm. if there's one move to be made, and you had a chance to talk to Cliff Kingsbury today about the trade deadline, what would it be in your mind? 
Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury, we asked him today if he thought that this team was going to be active before the trade deadline, and he he thought absolutely. He thought that this team was was poised to make a deal. He thought that there's a ton of talent that's going to become available and is available, and he knows his his general manager. And we've seen over the last couple of years, you know, Marcus Golden, Zach Kurtz, Kenyon Drake, guys coming over via trade. Steve Kime is is not somebody that's, you know, um, going to – sit on his hands at this point. He's going to be active because he knows the other teams in his division. The Niners already made a big move. You got to believe that it's inevitable that the Rams are going to make a team, make a move, yeah. but the teams are waiting for teams with more draft capital to actually make a move. And Steve Kime has that. Like if the Rams make a move and, and they get a pass rusher that was available in, in the Arizona Cardinals could have matched them with it, with a little bit better pick then you know, that's an indictment on Steve Kime and in his what he where he sees this team and and putting them in the best position to contend for an NFC West title. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we see Jerome Payne. I think that he would absolutely be great with where they are with Richard Lawrence. Poor guy, probably gonna see his second surgery of the season. He had hand surgery already. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna kind of see how the next four weeks go before. He gets cut into that shoulder, but it's a this, it's a real possibility that happens to to Lawrence. Saw him leaving the complex the other day, his arm in a sling. Um, and then you know if you can get to Ron Payne, I mean it, he's a he's an upgrade over Lawrence, who's having a solid season. Uh, he, he's also a guy that not only helps you against opposing run games, but he's already got four sacks on the season too, playing yeah. in the middle. And you couple him with Zach Allen and and JJ Watt, it, it makes a guy like. The junkyard dog Marcus Golden opens up some rush lanes for him too to get to the some pass rush lanes. So I, I would really love Deron Payne. Bradley Chubb is a slam dunk. If Gambo's saying no on that, it seems like it's a pretty big name to where you can get some insight on, on whether or not that that's a reality. And unfortunately, it doesn't sound like it. So could you get a Deron Payne and then maybe a guy like Jerry Hughes? Like I, I, I don't think you need to necessarily stop it at one pick. I mean, you've got one through four. As far as the rounds of draft picks that you still have, uh, you, you gave up a fifth rounder two, for Cody. You've got two thirds. Yeah, you've got Cody Ford, who you already acquired, and then Trayvon Mullen. If he plays eight more games, uh, his pick will turn from a, a seventh rounder to a sixth round pick. So you've got most of your picks, plus potentially three compensatory picks that you can play around with. I mean, those aren't available to trade, but. You can maybe give up your fourth. You could give up your third. And as Johnny said, you could get that third back for Christian Kirk or, or Chandler Jones. Yeah. And Naj in the chat saying maybe there's kind of a, a you know, difference of opinion with Gambo where he's kind of going back and forth. You know, that somebody pointed this out to me and it's it's obvious. I mean, Chubb went to um Kimes alma mater, Adrian Wilson's yeah. alma mater, NC State. You know, the you know they scouted him before that draft. I and I don't think Bo and I are gonna sit here and say the Cardinals would not love to have Bradley Chubb. But he's inconsistent at times. You would you would want him on your team, but what's the price tag? Where somebody like Deron Payne, like I, I love a guy who's competing on a bad team because you know he's going to buy into your culture and come in and kick ass for you. And he if, plays that unicorn yeah. position where you can rush the passer defensive tackle. If if George Payton said, "Hey, it's going to take a two and a forty, pull the trigger on that deal," uh, I would. What what's Deron Payne cost me? Am, am I getting a hard? I'm sorry. From, Washington. Oh yeah, I mean, Ron Payne would probably cost you a, a second or a third. So, I I would take the defensive tackle that can rush from the interior. Because here's the deal with Bradney Chubb. He's a he's a free agent to be. I think after this season, or they haven't picked up his. Something's going on with him. Um, I I would love to have him, but a second and a fourth 
seems a little rich, it, I, but I would be excited about it. Like I, it, but if I, it's just a second, maybe. Yeah. I'd be fine. With yeah. That. We'll okay. be fine with that. And that wouldn't, you know, that would allow you then to go into the first round of next year, not having to force a pass rusher, even though it's going to be for a, a quality pass. My, my biggest thing is they've shown you they can draft pass rushers. They've shown you they, they can make a move for one. They have not been able to find that unicorn at defensive tackle early in early rounds. You know, we'll see with, with Zach Allen. I think he's a player worth resigning. That is the SEC kick-ass penetrating from the interior because I do think there's a future in which Cam Thomas and Maji Sanders are good pass rushers for you. They haven't found, they haven't found that unicorn at defensive tackle. Um, a lot of people giving good insight what they would like to see in the chat. Um, mm-hmm. Are we realistically going to trade for anybody? Asking Griffin, and there was an earlier question, Bo, that I want to pick your brain on. Say the Cardinals don't win on Sunday, mm-hmm. and they're in that mix of three and five with with a bunch of teams that are in it but not really. Does that does that increase the likelihood we get a deal? Or does that mean the Cardinals are just going to roll with what they have? What do you think? I uh, I just I think that this team, looking at just the vision at three and five, they're not going to count themselves out. Michael Bidwill isn't going to count his team out, and they're going to continue to be aggressive. Uh, you know, and it it might look you know down the road a couple weeks from now, you say, why did you give up those picks for a team that was three and five? And but that's that that's the they're going to play that that game and they're going to die in that game. And, um, you know, you can't, can't fault them too much for that. I mean, you want to see winning football, you know, and you've got a quarterback for the next two years. That's got a reasonable cap hit before things really start to get, get, uh, expensive as far as Kyler Murray goes. So you got to take advantage of that while you can. And I think that, you know, you, you can always kind of figure out the cap. You can figure out maybe acquiring draft assets, uh, but when you got an opportunity and the division is is absolutely down this year and hasn't really played out how you expected, if you're in it, why not? And there's a lot of divisional games left to be played. You might be 0-2 yeah. in the division to start this year. You were 2-0 last year, and things didn't work out after the fact. And I'm with you. I you, the, This division with Geno Smith leading the way. like Plus, I also think with somebody like Payne, very similar to what the New York Giants did that they're reaping the benefits of that we've talked about before. They traded for Leonard Williams a couple of years ago and re-signed him, and now he's part of their core. Like, And yeah. they weren't in it. They weren't in contention. I think you say, okay, Payne, we're re-signing Payne. He's on the team next year, yeah. and it's not only for this year. I That's why I like the idea, if you want to give up a premium pick for a premium player, that it's beyond just a rental. So yeah. we're going to get into more trade speculation after Sunday's game, but let's talk about Sunday's game and our official predictions Four cards at Vikings, Bo. Kick us off. Who do you like? I like the Arizona Cardinals. I do. I've got them winning, and it's going to be an exciting game. 29-26, very reminiscent of last year's game. Hopefully not putting yourself in a big hole like they did. Would they go down 20-3 to in that game at one point? Was it 23-27? to And they came roaring back, and it took their poor Greg Joseph missing a, a field goal at the end for the Vikings to leave with an L. But I've got Zach Ertz as your offensive star I think uh, I know he sees less targets with DeAndre Hopkins on the field, but I think the middle of the field is opening up for like a guy, a guy like Zach Ertz. I think that he can have a solid game. Uh, he's he's been one of the more consistent tight ends in the league. Uh, my defensive star, I've got Antonio Hamilton. I think a guy like Byron Murphy is obviously going to be making uh, keeping Justin Jefferson as quiet as possible. But I think Antonio Hamilton, this is where he can step up against kind of the complementary pieces. In, in the offense for the Vikings, where I think his athleticism can can match up against a Thielen 
or a KJ Osborne. And with the right amount of pressure, you can force Kirk Cousins into throwing Antonio Hamilton, his second interception of the season. And then I've got the unsung hero here is Greg Dorch, because I think Greg Dorch could feast on this, this secondary with his speed. I think that he, this, this plays very well in the Greg Dorch's hands that he's going to see another uh, nice amount of snaps compared to like he did in Thursday night football. Give me Greg Dorch, his speed another week of this, this, Cliff Kingsbury in this offense kind of game planning him back into the lineup. I like Dorch to uh, continue his solid play while he gets, you know, enough snaps to, to that he's earned. I like all of those players. And I think all of them will be an integral part of what the Cardinals do this weekend. And uh, I'm going to go a different direction here. Uh, Our score predictions are almost identical. For those of you who don't know, um, we don't compare before the show. We actually have the same, unsung player because I think Bo and I are in the mix now after hearing Cliff Kingsbury's comments last week about Greg Dorch and catching that touchdown I think everybody's kind of on the same page he needs to be playing couple that with the fact AJ Green's not playing at all Um, I I do think he's going to see an increased number of targets but I think you know Benjamin is going to be the catalyst for this offense just like he was last week I think he keeps the defense honest I think he breaks runs that you don't think are available He's incredibly difficult to bring down. He's got a slash and run kind of mentality. Somebody compared him the other day, like the perfect Kyle Shanahan running back. They said, no, 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 he's in Arizona. And he's and he's competing for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so I love, you know, is this the start? I should say is last week the start with the interception for a touchdown, the culmination of Isaiah Simmons is a bust too. And there's breakdown in film. Somebody was on Pat McAfee this week, breaking it down. Are we about to see an Isaiah Simmons breakout? Is Isaiah Simmons going to go on a tear for about seven to eight weeks of just high-end football that we haven't seen from him in the NFL? Because I feel like this is the first time he's got buy-in from his head coach. His his head coach is praising him willingly, unprompted, during press conference, during the week ball, while you're there talking to Vance Joseph. And then also, Mm -hmm. there's no Nick Vigil behind him. There's no Jordan Hicks threatening playing time. He's out there and comfortable in his role. I just feel like I think we're going to get another play, not pick six worthy, but another play from Isaiah Simmons this weekend where it's going to be a sack force fumble. We we talked about it earlier this week. He's got the highest pass rush grade of any Cardinal on PFF right now. Dispose yeah. him in the backfield. Let him get after Kirk Cousins' ass. I feel like this is going to be a continuation of the Isaiah Simmons experience trending upward for the Cardinals. I think he's playing with the most confidence he's ever played with in his NFL career. And, you know, year four, you, you hear the comments from his his DC and Vance Joseph the other day saying that he, for the last six weeks, he's been unbelievable. He's been awesome. He loves what he's seen from Isaiah Simmons. He kind of took his medicine after week one. He didn't play the next two weeks. And then since then, he's been exactly what they wanted for him, what they envisioned when they drafted him. Sure, you're not seeing a, a ton of production, but you saw it on full display last week, what it could look like. Yeah, uh, you saw you've seen two game changing plays from Isaiah Simmons. You saw the one in Vegas in overtime, and then you saw the one on Thursday night football. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, is, is it going to be Kirk Cousins probably wouldn't know what to do if he's got an athlete the caliber of Isaiah Simmons bearing down his neck. Like, I think yeah. that that that's a great maybe try to put that on full display come come Sunday. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we talked to Isaiah today and, and I'll post some of the videos on, on PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter and, and my own Twitter account. He's like in, in line with, with he's in lockstep with Vance Joseph. Like he wasn't like this defense was not satisfied with their performance on Thursday night football. Like no. they had a meeting on Friday morning where 
Vance Joseph laid into him. He's like, they, I'm sure some of them went in there and were like caught off guard by this, but he absolutely just said that it was the three plays that they gave up. One, the, the former first round bust, Kevin White, like he said, that's unacceptable. And we heard that echoed today from Isaiah Simmons. Like these guys are focused. They're, they're, they're focused and they're not just going to kind of take a giving up 34 points is, is a big W just because they got back-to-back pick sixes. So you have to like that especially coming from a guy like Isaiah Simmons, that he's not going to be satisfied with mediocrity just because he had a shining play. Uh, our guy in the chat, Vance, is the unsung hero of this season so far. I would agree with that. I think his yeah. praises are starting to get sung by Cardinal fan base and, and national media. Like I would also say, Bo, we're all the same mindset. Nobody's freaking out after Cardinals' lackluster defensive performance, especially in the second half. Thursday night games, a lot of people don't want to tackle. Cardinals, I think, kind of celebrated that win maybe a little too soon on Thursday night, mm-hmm. especially after back-to-back pick sixes. I think we get a return to form defensive performance on on Sunday. I think this defense is going to hold um, this this ta- vaunted Minnesota Viking offense. It's very good, but the Cardinals are number one against opposing number one receivers in the NFL. Byron Murphy and company do a fantastic job. Justin Jefferson's a different animal, but I I think this defense holds them to twenty four points and under. And if if I'm Cliff Kingsbury and all I need is three touchdowns and a couple of field goals, that should be able to get it done. This Vikings defense, not anything to write home about. You can manipulate this Viking offense. You can get them to turn the ball over. They're, they're average on special teams. They have I, I can't emphasize enough. They have not played anybody to Kyler Murray's caliber mm-hmm. other than Jalen Hurts, and they struggled. If I'm yeah. Cliff and company, I'm putting on that tape of Philadelphia and what they did, and yet Jalen ran a lot. But they opposed their will. They ran the football, play action. They got him out on the perimeter. Like they feast when it's a immobile quarterback, when it's a Jared Goff S quarterback. Kyler Murray, I think we've been saying this every week. We haven't gotten it yet. When are yeah. we going to get the robust Kyler Murray statistical game? Because even though they won last week, his stat line was relatively average, I would say, one passing touchdown. Now his total yardage was solid, but like the gaudy five touchdown games of a year ago. We haven't seen those yet. And I think he's never been better equipped with the skill players around him now, especially Robbie Anderson in the fold for two weeks. I just feel like this, this is the perfect table setter for a Patrick Peterson gets toast by Kyler Murray time and time again for Kyler to have a breakout game. Yeah. Kyler's had two total touchdowns in the last three weeks. I mean, that's, that's not enough. I mean, we were talking about him. We thought he was going to reach 100 total career touchdowns uh, three weeks ago. I had asked him about it. I was like, you're at 97. What's 100 mean to you? He's like, I don't care about statistics. And that's, you know, they got held out of the end zone by the Seahawks, and he had one uh, touchdown pass last week to Greg Dorch. So, yeah, it'd be nice to kind of see one of those Kyler moments. I mean, six of his seven told, his six of his seven touchdown passes have come in the, in the second half. One of yeah. those has come in the first half, like, this team, and I like seeing what our guy Mike is saying in this chat, you know, two touchdowns in the first quarter, please. Let's see the first first quarter touchdown of the season. It's it's well past overdue. Uh, I also like seeing the Buda Baker player of the game ideas because it's, it's been he's been relatively quiet. Like he's still making he looks like a missile uh making some tackles here and there, but we haven't had like a big game, big performance from Buda Baker. Maybe we're due for the, one of those. I like that. So but yeah, it's time for Kyler Murray to have another big game, and and he had a huge game against the Vikings the last time these teams matched up, and it's a it's because they had, 
you know, Peterson, they had big expectations for him. I think Prashad Breeland was just getting toasted on a weekly basis in the Vikings secondary at that point. And, and they don't have much of an upgrade uh, right now. I mean, it's still P2 and Harrison Smith and, and not much more beyond that. So Kyler should, with DeAndre Hopkins being back for a second straight week, be able to feast throwing the football and start to kind of turn around those numbers that are down for Kyler Murray seven weeks through the NFL season. I mean, I I've been of the mindset if Kyler plays 17 games, you know, from start to finish as a playoff team. And I thought yeah. breaking records statistically yardage touchdowns. And I still feel confident that if Kyler plays all 17 games, they're going to be a playoff team. I just think he's too talented. The teams that they're facing in December, good hell. I posted it last night on my Twitter they get the Broncos, then they get the Patriots, then they get the Buccaneers back to back to back. That looked like a gauntlet to begin the season. There, there is ample opportunities, a ton of opportunities for them to go out and, and put up big point totals. Like you're not, you're not going to face the Chiefs again. God help you. You don't have to go to Buffalo. Like the Cardinals, I would say, looking at this Viking team, Bo, very comparable talent-wise. And you feel like, I feel like they have the better quarterback. That, that should mean something. I don't know much about their head coach, Kevin O'Connell. He's doing a nice job. He's playing to Kirk's strengths. But this is this is not an unbeatable team. I would say of all the one-loss teams in the NFL, they are up there with the most fraudulent one-loss teams. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't think we're sleeping on them. I want to see what our expectations are for Robbie Anderson here in a bit. But also speaking of sleep, OGs is doing something completely different. They're changing the game. They got their sleep edition gummy. You don't want to sleep on these. Yeah, you heard us right. OGs is now flavoring dreams along with flavoring life. Two to one THC to CBN ratio. CBN is the compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. The Sleep Edition Gummy is their new Aquaberry flavor. Really delicious. They highly recommend you check out OGs online for all their products. Check it out. OGsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. Check them out on Instagram as well at OGs Brands. Find their products in your local dispensary. Got to be 21 years or older to purchase. I see in the chat, Johnny, asking kind of like or saying, will they trade A.J. Green on Monday Let's if talk Anderson breaks out? Yeah, absolutely. What do you anticipate from Robbie Anderson in week two in a Cardinals uniform? And are we going to see the last of A.J. Green in the Cardinals uniform? Well, I don't think Robbie has anything to do with that. I think A.J.'s kind of dug his own grave. I think he's lost confidence, and and Kyler Murray is is done with A.J. Green. He hasn't come out and said that, but, I mean, they were trying to give him the ball, and they couldn't catch the ball. And if, if you're given, getting offered anything for A.J. Green, a ham sandwich, a day three draft pick, some veteran depth for this season, you take it. And I think the Packers are going to get their ass whooped on, on Sunday Night Football and be incredibly desperate. And Aaron loves veteran players, and they love big-body receivers. So – I mean, do you do you, do you even go one step further and do you play AJ Green and try to showcase him? I don't know, but as far as Robbie Anderson goes, I think probably like maybe like five targets, four, three to four receptions, you know, high yards per uh, carry or high yards per catch, I should say. I would say between forty and fifty yards seems safe, but you know, I also agree. Like, I think Zach Ertz has a good day. I think Hopkins gets another 10-plus target day because, of course, he should. I think, you know, Benjamin, there's a lot of mouths to feed. Robbie is a specialist, and this is what this team needs. He is a specialist to go deep and burn you deep. And I think the Cardinals need to try that, not only for the big play, but the big pass interference play. Like, mm -hmm. we all hate right now that Cliff Kingsbury has turned Rondell Moore into a specialist, a screen specialist, a gadget player. 
but I think they can get the best possible specialist role from Robbie Anderson. I don't think he's a rhythm player right now. Doesn't know the mm-hmm. offense well enough. He's lost a lot of his confidence dating back to when he's been a Jet. I'm just guessing he hasn't he hasn't produced like he has in a couple of years. So just put him out there to do what he does best. Put him on a, th- a second or third or fourth string quarterback and let him pump the field vertically and give Kyler Murray <laughs> enough time to just air it out. Try I would try it two or three times during the game, Bo. Yeah, pump the field vertically. I like that. That's <laughs> pump it. Pump it. Yeah, Kyler. pump the field pump vertically. It. Do it, Kyler and Cliff. The football I mean, term. Have you heard of that? Yeah, absolutely. This isn't like one of our late night podcasts. <laughs> I'd be a little concerned if it was. Uh, AJ Green. I mean, Robbie Anderson played sna- twelve snaps, and you saw one deep ba- deep ball, right? Yeah. To him. So say you double his snaps and you double the amount of deep balls targets that he sees. I got to imagine, you know, your hit rate on that. It's probably pretty good with Kyler Murray's deep ball accuracy. I know he's he's got another week, uh, you know, full week of practice for the first time in a Cardinals uniform. I, I got to imagine he's at least going to grab one, at least one this week. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see. I know it was a little bit ago, but I just don't see this is an A.J. Green like showcase. Game? Okay. Yeah. No showcase. I think that's long, long, long past any opportunity. A.J. suddenly that. like, oh, I'm getting all these targets <laughs> now. I'm back. They love me again. And then he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just you don't see it. You, you guys talked about this earlier in the week. You talked yeah. about it on Wednesday. There was a p- report from ESPN, Green Bay, whatever, that the Packers are interested. Why hasn't that trade been consummated yet? I would have, if I'm Steve Kime, I literally would have gotten on my phone and said, "What? I can have him on the next flight out of here. What do you need? I don't even, uh, yeah, even I don't, know what I'm getting back. I don't know if you're playing hard to get. You're not trying to seem too eager, right? I, I don't know. I mean, if you can get anything in return for A.J. Green, I, I think you do it, right? It's something similar to what you, you sent out the door for Robbie Anderson. You know, not a 2023 20, pick, probably 24, 25, late-round pick. If you get anything, if you if you if if it's a money ball thing where they'll stock your, your soda machine, I think that's something you should probably consider. Um, and then also like, keep yes. in consideration, like AJ green has money on the books next week, the way they worked his contract this year. So if you can get, you know, something to kind of soften the blow that that's a win because it's not a guy, he's not a young receiver. It, it's not like, Oh, well, you know, he'll just get some reps in the, or we'll let him sit now and he'll practice and, and maybe he'll find it. Like he's, he is what he is. He's a 34 year old receiver who had a little bit of a resurgence in, in 12 games last year um, and look good playing opposite DeAndre Hopkins, where now I think you have better options. When you look at the film last week, there there were a lot of uh, setups where Rondell Moore was outside. So, you know, maybe we yeah, see more Rondell. I'm not a fan of that. And I, he might just be a placeholder for until Robbie Anderson gets up to speed. But sure, I can see that. I, I mean, and also I'm, we haven't talked about it yet, but I'm really excited about another week of DeAndre Hopkins moving around. Yeah, of this offense. Yeah, Blank. we saw the route tree. It looked like nothing we've ever seen before under Cliff Kingsbury. So mm-hmm. maybe he's just been saving that up all offseason. JP in the chat, seventh round can be valuable. You know, listen, <laughs> playing with house money here with old you know Benjamin. I would take a, a back in the seventh round every year. Um, I would let James Conner go. I would imagine that's a decision for the offseason. But I think we're, again, kind of getting on something where the older guys, old and hurt, stay hurt, expensive, free agency, kind of fool's gold. But uh, I I do think we're going to get a, an A.J. Green trade, and I think we're going to get a trade for a defender to help this team. Um, and I, God, what a shot in the arm would, would be if Cardinals pull out a close win at Minnesota 
and then Monday or Tuesday they, they make a deal for somebody. That's that's about as good as it gets for Cardinal fans. This is the best podcast that you can get for Arizona Cardinal yeah. fans. Check us out at gophnx.com. You can check out our guy Howard Balzer cranking out premier content. Promo code Howard. And how about some of the gear that we talked about earlier? Check it out at the PHNX merchandise locker we've got the hollywood hill sign on top of camelback mountain look at that chef's kiss listen i ordered mine and i can't wait to rock it this weekend on our phnx tailgate show live with myself bo brock saul bookman shane diefenbach producer extraordinaire emma we also got the celebratory touchdown t-shirt check it out right now i love it so fresh i got this coming in the mail too i can't wait i don't know what i'm gonna rock uh, but I'm going to I'm going to pick one of them. You should get both and just rotate like you should. Uh, 500 in Duran Payne would light up Arizona. Hell yes. It would be like Christmas in November. We, we deserve that. Right. We got a shitty yeah. free agency period. It's time to celebrate. Uh, and thank you for celebrating your Friday night with myself and Bob Brock. It's been a, it's been a crazy week, but a dub on on Sunday, Bo, would go a long way. Absolutely would. Uh, we haven't mentioned J.J. Watt. I'm sure he wants to go out there and perform as a first time papa. We, uh, Johnny, I didn't get to talk to you about this, but did you see J.J. Watt at practice the other day? He looked like he forgot his gym uniform at home. He was wearing like he was wearing long baggy shorts like like uh, I, I, I don't know. It was it was I he did not. He looked no. like he was struggling to put it together as a first time father. He's in the thick of it. No doubt. You about are. It. He is. And this is this is the period that fools you. And Bo and I know this as being fathers of, of many, many children, um, some of which <laughs> many, we know many. about. Right. Uh, right. When those first couple of weeks, they fool you because they they sleep a lot. Everybody in the right. chat who's got kids know like, oh, first two, three weeks. Hell yeah, I got this. And then it becomes, you know, nigh the living dead. And you're walking around on on two hours of sleep and energy <laughs> drinks, but yeah, I'm I'm happy for for old JJ. Get a sack or two, do for, it for the youngster on Sunday, and give this video a like. By the way, subscribe to the PHNX Cardinals podcast wherever you get your podcast. Here's good news: it's an away game, so we get Bo Brock in studio all day Sunday from your for your premier Arizona Cardinal halftime show, Arizona Cardinal PHNX post game show. Myself, Bo Brock. Maybe a little bit of Frank Sanders, maybe a little bit of DA Damian Anderson, and hopefully, hopefully celebrating an Arizona Cardinal dub. For Bull Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you Sunday. Peace.